0: My name is Kamoga Eric Lynn, and I'm a graduate architect. I'm into low cost housing, uh, eco friendly design, and urban renewal. I did a project Mm. about low cost design Mm. and also eco design. Mm. It was really a combination of the two. So a client approached me, and they wanted something unique but also affordable. And that's when we got into the design. (laughs) It will be in Nakukuba, Makiso. So with that I had my work cut out for me. I set out to design a house that is cost effective and a house that is eco-friendly and that merges in the idea of reducing the cement on the building. Remove the plaster, leave the bricks exposed, let the building look like it's coming from the ground itself. You can see there's some perforated wall around the porch. This should ideally provide some level of privacy without uh, compromising too much on the visual continuity. And with that we started out on the execution of the project and what you're seeing here are the excavations and the pleath walling and it's not under every wall that we have a strip foundation running, no. This comes back to the idea of cutting our costs. We did the foundation in such a way that it would still be functional without having to put a foundation under each and every wall. That saves us a lot of money because concrete is a very expensive part of construction. It's a very expensive part of a building. So still on the plinth walling, as you can see on this slide, we did not mind so much about the thickness of the motor joint as we should have because first of all this was going to be hidden underground and secondly we needed to get those levels right so we made a small compromise not to mind so much about the thickness of the motor joint that was being used at this level and i'd also like to explain the difference between the fair face and the unfair face is that the fair face is where the bricklayer lays the bricks from is where he plums his wall from and the resultant wall on the opposite side is what you can see in the pictures that are on the right hand side of the slide he doesn't mind so much what happens on the other side as long as on one face of the wall he gets the plumbing right he gets the uniformity right This is what we shall have on the other side of the wall. So we get to the slab level. And at this point, we have to think about the brick more carefully. What wall bond are we using? Because this is what people are going to see eventually. So we do some trials on site. with The contractor and the structural engineer. And we suggest that the best wall bond would actually be the stretcher bond. But then the structural engineer tells you, we can't have air 150 wall carrying the roof on the exterior surface of the building it's going to be too thin it's not going to carry the load of the roof we need something that is 200 minimum and as you think about it you change your mind about the wall bond and then you try out another bond and then the other bond also has the problem of appearance so eventually after all the prototyping after all the trials we decided to do a stretcher two stretcher bonds first of all to give us that look of the stretcher bond which would bring out the brick perfectly but also to give us the thickness that the structural engineer recommended and this is the resultant wall with the two stretcher bonds as you can see from that window opening we have two stretcher bonds which give us this perfect look and you can see the color scheme it's not one uniform color it's a combination of blacks and browns and light browns which really gives it that artistic look and it really gives it the uniqueness because you cannot get all this brick from one kiln you'll have to travel many kilns to get bricks you have to select them and these bricks from different kilns come in different colors and this is what you see eventually it's uh, it's beautiful it's what we had expected and it's what we got some thoughts about the ring beam well at some point on the building you have to have a ring beam going over the openings and all around the building to tie it together now we had another challenge with not letting this ring beam be exposed on the exterior So, we had to redesign the ring beam so that it covers two thirds of the wall thickness, as you can see on the bottom right. Two thirds of the wall thickness, and then cut along the length of the brick so that we have a half brick to cover the ring beam on the exterior surface.
1: Okay, so the first thing that comes. Who I hear from this um, brick house is low-cost and eco-friendly. So what stands out for me is low-cost in the Ugandan context comes in many forms. It's usually a solution for the poor, disadvantaged, or homeless people. And of course, Namuongo comes into mind. The slum was being upgraded to a more organized setting, proper sanitary facilities, and so on. But what was developed was 50 by 100 plots, which the homeless were expected to buy and develop. What did they do? They sold to more advantaged people who built wall-fenced complexes, one after another. And the slums continue to exist alongside these. So why... Not think more about group or pod developments, maybe with shared communal facilities, living spaces, washrooms, and then private living, um, private sleeping spaces. So, coming back to the brick house, what do I pick from what I've just said before? Um, Cost efficiency or low cost could have been more in line with maybe a reduced plinth depth by use of split levels so that we don't have the building raised so much off the ground, <clears throat> which means less material. Um, then also with the layout, um, maybe less walls, more integrated spaces, and then multi-purpose living, dining, And then I wonder why a TV room, why a closet space? These are just activities that can be integrated within what um, the multi-purpose spaces can do. Um, And then when it comes to the choice of of construction, the stretcher bond, um, maybe I would have looked at context. We already build with a stretcher bond at least most of the time, and it's a one line course. so when you go into the two line cost, is that cost effective, and then also did you look at cost in terms of what already is being done versus what you've proposed to actually um confirm that the brick house was low, was cost-effective. Then in terms of eco-friendly, I've already mentioned um, having less walls possibly could have brought out a more interesting design, but also better visual continuity. Um, while you didn't mind having the thick motor joints usually 15 millimeters is the recommended motor joint and i see from visual just looking at it it seems to be maybe three times that so you've got to weigh the cost of the cement sand that is being put in that thick motor joint versus acquiring more bricks and then maybe you can justify you going with a thick motor joint.
0: So you're working with clients who have a set mentality Mm. of what a living room looks like, of what a bedroom looks like, of what a wardrobe looks like. Mm. And as a designer, you also have ideas that could probably work but implementing them or including them in your design, Mm -hmm. making them a part of your design, you run the risk of not satisfying the client. So these are challenges that you probably work around easier if you have a a more open-minded client. But also due to the nature of families, you know, you you have to think about every member of the family. You can do that easily if it's a house for one person. You can do that easily if it's a, a family has, is used to living that way. <laughs> but for, there is a set mentality. In other words, some of those things are cultural. Yeah. So they'll tell you, I need this space for this, I need this space for that, I need this space for that. And you'll find that you're drawing more and more lines. <laughs> yeah, Aesthetics is subjective. one person something may look good and it may look bad to another person but we had this wasn't a one-way road we had options available to us so we decided to do we said remove the plaster on the building and expose the brick but then lay the brick in such a way that it looks good Let the brick in such a way that it looks good. But in case it did not work out, in case the client did not like it, because the client eventually has uh, the final say, we had contingency plans for all that. If the client didn't like it, we were going to plaster it. But we made sure that we gave it a shot and uh, got the opinion opinion of the, the client. So all the decisions we made, most of them were reversible, or they were, they had remedies to them. And lucky for us, the client actually liked it. Uh, it also depends on, but you also have to do your the groundwork first. You also have to to show the client what the thing will look like in the end. Uh, some examples of where it's been done, you know, take some pictures, how successful has it been, and. That's exactly what we did. The client gave us a go-ahead, and yeah, we went for it. The building actually looks artistic. It's not. It, 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 it for someone who has good taste, someone who who is into art, it actually looks good. Mm. Yes. Yeah. So the beauty doesn't come from the expensive materials or what, but it comes from the. The, the look, the tones, the colors. I also wanted to make something that would start up would start up a movement yeah. of sorts. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, let's do houses this, like this, or let's build like this. Because mm-hmm. it has worked out for this person, and people like things that work. They want to be a part of something that works, mm-hmm. or of something that's trending So that was also something that I wanted to do, mm-hmm. but for lack of opportunity. because. Which client is going to invest millions of shillings for you to try out something? They want something that's already tried and tested. And lucky for me, I had that client who was open-minded and who would would, uh, set me on this course that I'm now on. (laughs) Hopefully, I'll get another one. Um, Usually, when builders want to cut costs, what they do is they compromise on the quality of the building. They probably won't put hard core, they probably won't put DPM, DPM. they find that the building is not all that durable. It's not performing the way it's supposed to perform. But there are other ways of cutting costs. For instance, on this building, we remove the plaster. Yeah? But also when it came to the slab doing the slab. We had a structural engineer on board. Now, the structural engineer you'll pay him a small fee and you'll save much more. This is just a bungalow, I mean, it's a one level building. Someone would, would say, I don't need a structural engineer on this, but we had one and he saved us some serious amount of money, for instance, on the slab instead of doing a 150 millimeter thick slab you know you just write it down 150 millimeter thick slab in your specifications but then how much does it cost so i engaged the structural engineer and told him we want to reduce the, the slab because the quotation for the slab was it was high <laughs> it was not making sense so he said we can reduce it by i wanted to reduce it up to 100 millimeters. I said no because of you know the shape of the building is rectangular. It's going to bend and what. And I told him, okay, let's add an inch. I said, okay, we shall add an inch. But we shall have to add chairs and you know some extra reinforcement in some areas. And when we did that, we actually managed to save 1.5 million shillings. the cost of the slab and imagine what you're paying the structural engineer it's much less than that so that's one of the areas in which we saved some money then the other area was on the roof we didn't really do the truss yeah we just did a rafter. we just did rafters of course the intention was to expose them but we had option B and C we haven't yet gotten to that level Ground, but we still have options where to go, because putting hardwood timber, which looks good when exposed, was going to be expensive for us. So we decided to to use the ordinary timbers rafters. Put some details on where the rafters are sitting. Courtesy of the structural engineer again, saving you some more costs, (laughs) and we are we are currently designing the ceiling yes so that's where we are right now of course in addition to not having plaster the whole cost of the building right now is around 60 million shillings if we had used let's say the client wanted the factory made brick one factory made brick costs around 3,000 or 3,500 and the ordinary brick costs about 300 shillings or 350 shillings, that's 10 times much cheaper than the factory made brick. So, But then again, the look that you get in the end, in my opinion, is more artistic than the factory made brick, yeah, and it works, <laughs> it works. And it's also much cheaper than doing your own bricks, because you may say, okay, I want compressed earth bricks or compressed earth blocks. You have to dig up to the site. it's also much cheaper than that. So we believe that we saved cost, the cost of achieving the look that we wanted to achieve by using the locally made brick and also removing the plaster, reducing the size of the slab plus the roof. Eco-friendly design, it's basically about using materials That uh, that will eventually that work well with the environment, that work well with the ecosystem. And the easiest way to gauge what material is eco-friendly or not is how degradable is it. Does it go back into the earth eventually? Does it? uh, When you decide to do away with the building, when you decide to demolish the building, what will be left? So if you do your concrete basement all that is concrete it's in there but when you demolish it will it be possible for a tree to grow in that place or will it be possible for animals to live in that place squirrels or rats you know that's just about the environment so when we say we are going to remove the because there are some things which are unavoidable like a slab, it may be unavoidable, or you can have a better solution for it, depending on how open-minded your client is. If you get an open-minded client, can even do a flow which is suspended, yeah. Of course, that will look like a cabin, but it's about how desperate are you to conserve the environment. So we do what it takes, or oh, we did what it takes to. We did what we could, as much as we could to use materials that would eventually go back into the earth. And one of the ways to do that, use your locally made bricks, made from the earth. Yeah? If you demolish the house in the end, it will go back into the earth. Produce um, the concrete, because concrete I think is one of the most, it's one of the most, the, the materials that destroys the environment the most right from its production stage like cement right from the production of cement the cement dust uh, how it's produced the carbon dioxide it produces you know those greenhouse gases after the time that it's being put in the concrete uh, because the dust also goes out and where does all that dust settle it settles on the ground and once it settles on the ground it covers the fertile Part of the of the earth, so making that, making the soil fertile again, it will take some work, you know. So that makes concrete um, a material which
1: is not so eco-friendly. So we try it as much as.